Hey everyone, welcome to Pearl Check. I'm your host, Erica Anderson West, the founder of the Epitome of Class Incorporated. It's a nonprofit organization where we focus on women becoming the best version of themselves and also finding their true purpose in Christ. The Pearl Check Podcast is a series where we will examine or check our progress as women of God during the process of refinement. Welcome back, everyone. As a weekly reminder, check out all of our previous episodes on the epitomeofclass.com forward slash podcast or by searching for Pearl Check on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and much more. As promised in last week's episode, Episode 8 today is entitled The Joy of Singleness. I wrote a chapter in The Best You called The Joy of Singleness in Chapter 4. If you haven't purchased the book yet, it is available on multiple outlets. It's available on the epitomeofclass.com forward slash shop or by searching on Amazon with the search The Best You, Erica J. Anderson. So we're going to get right into this episode. I am limited in time, but I didn't want to leave you all hanging. So I'm going to record this and get this information out. I'm excited about this topic. The goal today is to share how I overcame the overwhelming feeling of loneliness and thrive and how I thrive during my journey of singleness. But before we start, happy 4th of July, everyone. I hope you're going to enjoy all the fireworks today, get to spend time with your family. Um, me and my husband have a wedding to attend today, so that's exciting. But speaking of that, um, this day is also a super special day for me. I was reflecting on my journey of singleness, and about two years ago, my husband proposed to me on 4th of July. Um, so that was a great experience. He did it right along the canal. And he knows I love the water. So anything that I do or that he plans for me, he always makes sure water. Um, he always makes sure that water is included in whatever I do. So I love him for that. But during that reflection, I just realized how far I came from when I started my journey as a single woman, as a single mom, and how I am today as a wife. But we want to talk about singleness today. Um, that's what we're focusing on. And this is a part one of a part two series. So you don't want to miss next next week because you know, whenever I say there's a part two of something, it's going to be good the next part. So don't miss that. But I wanted to just talk to you all because I know how hard it is to see engagements, baby announcements and weddings and imagine what that would be for yourself. Also, auntie and them are asking when you're getting married or having kids. And these are all beautiful things. But I want you to realize these are not the only major milestones you can have in your life. I just want you to not define the growth in your life because you haven't posted your own announcements. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. I want you to not define your own growth in your life because you haven't posted your own announcements. It is coming. Trust me. But that's why we're talking today, because I want you to understand and enjoy this process. See, last week we talked about celebrate her and we have to celebrate ourselves in every facet of our lives, even during singleness. There is a season for everything. That's a verse in the Bible. Each season is a gift. We see in first Corinthians seven Chapter 7, verse 7 through 8. And chapter 7 was getting me together, y'all, as a wife. But we're talking about singles today. <laughs> but verse 7 through 8, um, 
It says, I wish that all people were as I am, but each person has his own gift from God, one of this kind and one of that. So that's a reminder that each person's season or each person's moment in their life is a gift from God. You might be in this season and they may be in that season, but enjoy it because it's a gift and accept it for what it is in your life. It goes on in chapter eight or verse eight, excuse me. It says, but I say to the unmarried and to the widows that as a practical matter, it is good if they remain single and entirely devoted to the Lord as I am. So the word tells us that during this stage, we have to be devoted to God. Um, in my own journey during this time, I was so focused in trying to find a husband or find a boyfriend or find just something that I felt like my life was lacking. But I realized that God really wanted me to focus on him during that time. He wanted to develop me and mold me during that time. And when you're single, you don't have as many distractions. Not saying that when you're married, it's a distraction, but you have more responsibilities, more things on your plate that you have to take care of that you can't focus on those other areas and ministry and career and different things like that when you are married. Um, it kind of becomes a back burner or something that you squeeze in when you have time. I'm not saying that you can't do it when you're married. If you have a great spouse like I do, they support you in those areas in your life. But sometimes you don't have the time to do that because you have to give time to your husband, time to your children and family time in that. And then don't mention church responsibilities and all those different things. So the word is telling you here when you're unmarried, this is a good time to remain single and devote to God completely and what he has called you to do. So then in the same chapter, chapter seven, verse 32. So we jumped all the way to verse 32. It says, but I want you to be free from concern. The unmarried man is concerned about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But the married man is concerned about worldly things, how he may please his wife and his interests are divided. The unmarried woman or the virgin is concerned about the matters of the Lord, how to be holy and set apart both in body and in spirit. But a married woman is concerned about worldly things, how she may please her husband. Now I say, and this is verse 35 now, now I say this for your own benefit, not to restrict you, but to promote what is appropriate and secure undistracted devotion to the Lord. So that was verses 32 through 35. The word tells us right there that when you're unmarried, you're able to focus on the Lord and how you may please him um, and how you want to be holy and set apart both in body and spirit. You have that complete focus on that. That is the time to focus on the Lord. He wants you to. That's what he says in his word, because when you're married, it says that the interests are divided because you want to do the will of the world or a will of the Lord. Excuse me. But you also want to please your wife or your husband. So it's hard to do both. You have to find a balance. So this word is telling you that it's less challenging when you're single to do the matters of the Lord, to do your father's work, do your father's business. Because when you become married, it will be divided. You'll have to split that time and you won't have all those hours you had when you were single to do that. It'll be split in half. So that is something that you have to do. You have to enjoy that process. Enjoy that time. Begin to focus on um, celebrating yourself like we talked about in last episode. Understanding how you are fearfully and wonderfully made. 
how you understand that there is a calling on your life, you begin to dig into that calling and seek God to give you direction on that calling while you're single. It's a little more difficult to do that when you're married because, like I said, there are so many other avenues and different things that you have to focus on when you're married. But when you're single, you get to sit there and do all of the things that you want to do. So the epitome of class came about when I was single. I had, like I said in the previous episode of single motherhood, that I had lost my job when I started this business and God birthed this in my life. He was taking the layers off of me and preparing me to do greater work, to do ministry, even though I may have felt broken or discouraged or uncertain where my next step was. God was like, I want you to encourage other people. This is what you do. This is what I've created you to do, Erica, and this is what I need you to do in this season. This is how you're going to come out of your season by doing what I've called you to do. And that, that speaks avenues to all people. Like if you are in a situation in your life and you feel broken, uncertain, or confused, begin to do God's work, begin to dig into doing his will, because you can do no wrong by doing the will of the Lord. It'll, it'll make you complete. It'll make you whole. It'll give you a sense of purpose. So even if it's just simply talking to somebody about God, it'll give you that boost that you need, boost of confidence that God gives us that's inside of us because he is in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So when you focus on God, everything else starts to fall into place. So when I was single, I spent a lot of time learning who Erica was. I spent a lot of time in my word and spent a lot of time praying and seeking God and telling him what I felt in my heart. And I was honest, God, I am tired of being single. God, I don't, I don't want to be single. Help me understand why you had me in the stage. And he opened my eyes to see what I was supposed to be doing so that when the time came, when my husband came around, I was, I felt complete. I felt whole because I was doing my purpose in the Lord. So when he came, I didn't come in with a lot of baggage because I had dealt with the things that weren't, weren't uh, sitting well with me that God wanted to take off of me so I could be the best version of myself. He began to take those layers off so that when I came to my husband, we didn't have to come in and deal with each other's layers and start stripping those things off. I had already worked through some things and now we were able to focus on those things we had to grow in in our marriage because there are different things you have to go through in your marriage, which we'll talk about that when I um, have a marriage episode. We'll talk about those things that you have to go through. But when you're single, you're able to focus on your own layers and completing your, allowing God to complete yourself, um, allowing him to fix and heal those areas of brokenness and um, stress and depression and different things like that. Allow him to fulfill that in your life. Um, so here are some good preparations that you can take right now to prepare you for marriage, prepare you for where you want to go in your life. Philippians two, three through four in the NIV version, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you into the interests of the others. So that's telling you that you have to have a heart for other people, because when you become a wife, the interest of your husband or yeah, your, the interest of your husband becomes the thing that you focus. The interest of your children is the thing that you focus on. So if you want to become a wife, you begin to do those actions now, begin to put the interest of other people. So if you have a friend calling you who needs you to pray for them, pray for them. They need you. 
that's what the word's telling you. Be concerned for your brothers and sisters. Do the work that is needed to bring your sisters and brothers up with you while you are growing yourself. I'm telling you, when I encourage other people, I feel encouraged myself. When I help people through their situations, I'm helping myself. And that's the same. When you praise people for their blessings, God will bless you. So if you want to be married, don't be jealous of that girl's pictures of her wedding and her wedding dress or her bridesmaids or anything like that. Don't be jealous. Praise God for her blessing so that the blessing can fall on you. All right. So. But here comes the warning about why you should take your time in learning who you are and allowing everything to come in God's will, in his timing. In Proverbs 21 and 9, the Amplified Version, it says, It is better to live in the corner of the housetop on the roof or the flat roof exposed to the weather than in a house shared with a quarrelsome, contentious woman. So that's telling you that it's better to be single than to marry the wrong person. See, you have to take your time and truly learn who you are in God and have that security in who you are in God so you don't fall for all those sweet nothings. Because in the, I have a chapter about sweet nothings. It says even salt looks like sugar. Salt looks just like sugar, but it's not as sweet. <laughs> um, so you have to be careful because when you are desperate for something like marriage, you'll fall for anything. You will accept any old person. And I don't believe in divorce. I don't know if you do. I know some people do divorce and that's their, that's something that they have to do. And within their right, they have that option, but I don't want to personally be divorced. I want to work through my marriage and stay married as long as I can, because that is the goal for my life. And so, um, I don't want to marry the wrong person because I rushed through the process. I want to marry the right person the first time. And I did marry the right person the first time because I don't want to just rush God's process. I want the timing to be on his timing so that I know it's in his will. Because if I do it on my timing, I know it's Erica's will and it's going to crumble. The foundation is not right. When the foundation is set in God and God ordaining that marriage or God ordaining that situation, it cannot fail because it's promised from the heavens down to earth that it will succeed because God did it for you. So take that time. And in James 1, 2 through 4, this is our last verse before we close out. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So while we're facing the trials and tribulations in our lives and going through that journey of singleness, allow it to give you perseverance. Honey, let me tell you, you're going to need that perseverance as a wife and in your marriage because there will come tests and trials in your marriage that you have to persevere through. You have to keep pushing through and trucking through so you can get through it and get over the hump so that your marriage can be complete and whole. But even as you're single, you want to keep pushing through those trials and those tribulations and those hurdles and those different obstacles that God puts you through so that when you come out of it, you are complete and whole and you can come into your next situation as a complete person, completing that segment of the relationship. So you want to take that time to allow God to complete the work in you. Um, So 
I just wanted to encourage you all and give you that brief, this brief episode about the joy of singleness. There is joy in singleness. It is a gift from God. This is your season. Walk in it. Embrace it. Birth that business that you've been writing about. Um, do that activity that you've always wanted to do. Go try the food that you always wanted to try. You don't need a partner to do all of those things in your life. You can do that stuff right now. Um, I remember I felt instant satisfaction when I started the epitome of class because I knew I was in God's will. And I just felt so happy and complete that I'm like, okay, God, I'm focusing on the right things. I'm not stressing about when my husband's going to come. I'm not stressing about this guy or that guy. I'm removing um, the hurt from past relationships and allowing God to fill that void so my heart can be complete so that I'm not giving my future husband a tainted heart or a damaged heart because I didn't let God complete the work in that heart. So you want God to give you a clean heart um, so that when you go into a new situation that you're able to give your whole heart to it. Um, so you want to focus in this time in the, and focus on the joy of being single and, and, and appreciate that adventure. That is a season that you get to learn who you truly are in Christ and walk in it. And walk with confidence, with your head held high. Nobody is going to look at someone who's looking down on themselves as walking around with this countenance that, what was me? Oh my goodness. Nobody wants to deal with that. But when you walk around with the confidence of God and the joy of God, they're going to be like, what is that? I want to know what that is. I want that in my corner. A husband doesn't want a wife that's going to drag him down. He wants somebody that's going to build him up. Same for you. You want a husband that's going to build you up. So make sure that you're allowing God to put that person in your life that's going to build you and not hinder you. You want somebody that's going to help push you. If that's something that you're busy before you were married. Like I, when I was single, I was super busy. I was in school writing books and all kinds of stuff. But when I got married, I wanted to make sure I was able to do that same stuff that I've always done to stay busy because it's something that I enjoy doing is constantly being involved or constantly evolving as a person. So when God placed my husband in my life, he's somebody that pushes me. He doesn't hinder me. He doesn't tell me, oh, Erica, you're doing too much. You need to stop. He'll tell me, hey, make sure you schedule some family time in there. But I support you. You want that kind of person in your life. So let God do it in his time, okay? So I'm going to close this out in prayer. God, we thank you for bringing us together again. Help us see the joy in singleness, not the burden. Help us in our preparation stage. Keep our focus on you. Help us gain that perseverance that we need later on in life. And let us walk in your will, not our own, so that when the season of our heart's desires come, it is in your will. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Remember to celebrate yourself and enjoy your singleness this week. Don't forget to tune in next week for part two. Have a great fourth.